Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, July 19th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? How the hell's it going with you? You're doing good? I hope so. I'm rooting for you. I'm not one of these people, you know, you start getting something good going on, and then I, I get all upset. You know why that is? Is it because I'm a good person? Is it because I have a good heart? No! It's because I'm having a good week. That's how it works if you're a human being. If, you're, if you got shit, you can be happy when other people have shit. If you don't got shit, that's when you start going, oh, this fucking guy, he didn't work for shit. His fucking parents bought him that fucking car. Dude, if I was in his family, dude, I'd be fucking be a dab of Google That's how it is. That's how it is as a human being. You know? You know, I saw Mercedes Benz with Benz uh and the front license plate said uh something like, Don't be hating. You know? And it's just like, you know, you're really fucked up. You have a Mercedes. You don't need to stoop to that level. All right? Now we know that you bought the car for the simple reason of fucking driving around, showing it off. So all that, all that fucking license plate says to me is you're actually not really happy. You know, because you went out and you bought something. You know, sure, it makes you happy as you're buying it. You start tingling, you know. You start driving by all the bad bitches, as the kids say, right? And all of a sudden, they're fucking turning around. Why do they like you? They like you because they got that car. Because you got the car, that's why. And just like you, they don't like you either for you. (laughs) I'm such a cunt. Why am I such a cunt? Um, I just thought, you know, you got a Mercedes Benz. It's German engineering. I mean, it's a fucking sports car with four doors. You, you don't need to be fucking rubbing people's face in it. You really don't. But, you know, people do it. Anyway, I don't understand. Why can't people be perfect like me? Um, that's, that's the theme of this podcast. Why do I have everything all figured out? Oh, because I don't like to be challenged. So I surround myself with weak people. Kidding. Um, all right, please announce new show added. All right, September 10th, 10, Fran Tarkenton. Oh, Jesus, there's another number 10 that just, oh, God, he fucking had the fucking Patriots number. Huh? Eli Manning, number 10. Number 10, two more Super Bowls than Fran Tarkenton, who would have had one, you know, if the fucking Vikings were eating their Wheaties the way the Steelers were. Wink, wink. Um... September 10th at the Bryce Jordan Center, University Park, Pennsylvania. I'm going to hang around and go to that fucking Penn State game afterward. Very excited for that. Uh, or maybe it's uh, the Thursday before because I think I'm in Atlantic City the day after. I don't, I don't know how it works. Or maybe it's that weekend. I don't fucking know. All right. Pre-sale is Thursday, uh, July 22nd at 10 a.m. Eastern. To Thursday, July 22nd at 10 p.m. Eastern. So it's basically 12 hours. The code is MONDAY, all capitals, M-O-N-D-A. A few pilots out there, Mike, Oscar, November, Delta, Alpha, Yankee. On sale Friday, 
to everybody. The general public, 7.23 at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once again, Thursday, 7.22, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is the pre-sale to that night at 10 p.m. East Coast time. All right? So all you fucking cokeheads should still be up out here west, be able to get the front row tickets. I can watch you fucking sweating, grinding your goddamn teeth. Uh, Speaking of fucking cokeheads, oh, my God. Is there anything better being stone sober and having some fucking guy just fucking gack, gacked out of his fucking mind coming up to you? Sweaty. <laughs> fucking drug sweat. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm an old man, okay? Bill, we knew this. All right, but I just got to say this. I don't know what he was on, okay? There's like a real cool thing right now where I think after all these years of drug abuse that the young people, one of the few advantages young people have right now, which youth is not an advantage right now, the way this fucking climate is going. These poor kids, they're down to two seasons. All right? They get, some, they get fucking summer and winter. That's it. All right? At least the one thing the previous generations, all of us selfish cunts, myself included, at least what we left for you was research on what are the good drugs and what are the bad drugs. You know? Because everybody's having all these fucking breakthroughs with their mushrooms and shit. I kind of did the same thing, so... You know, and then, you know, then there's the evil shit, the coke, the heroin, synthetic heroin, all of that fucking shit. We know this stuff, Bill. Um, anyway, this guy comes up. He's, he's in the dark room. Whatever the fuck he took, this guy was in the dark room. So I went up. I did a set uh, at Supernova. I had a great time uh, just fucking with people. I'm really trying to get my act where I want it to be because as always I got shit to say about the ladies but I want to do it in a way that they're going to be receptive okay I don't want them to be like "Eh, eh, eh," because what's the point of that they're not going to listen I want to do it more like a fucking halftime speech of how they can get their shit together All right, and how arrogant is that for a man to tell women how to get their shit together what kind of a man would do that? How arrogant would I be to do that? I mean, what am I, a woman? Only women do that. My wife is always telling me how I can be a better person, and she does not give me a halftime speech. She talks to me like the game's already over and we lost by 40. <laughs> the fuck was that out there? I will not be embarrassed like that one more fucking time. So I'll tell you right now. If what I saw out there today during that brunch is what the fuck the rest of this scene's gonna look up, that's the door right over there. And you gotta ask yourself, do I wanna be here? Uh, those are the speeches I get. Um, not saying I don't deserve it. Not saying I don't deserve it, right? Uh, yeah, because I do. Um, uh, plus, I respond to that shit. I respond to negativity. Don't come at me with your feelings. And tell me that you care. I just, I'm not even going to listen to you. I just feel gross and I'm folding myself in, up into myself or I want to walk out of the room. Do not come with me. Come at me with love, okay? Even though that's probably what the little orange me from way back in the 70s always wanted. It's too late, okay? The feelings are paved over, All right? Someday. Someday when they fucking, you know, they, they've run out of fucking land to build on. Okay. 
And they put it to a vote. Can we dig up all these dead people and just drop them in the ocean? They won't let the general public fucking, they'll attach it to a bill. Something like, you know, should ice cream for children be illegal, right? And then if you vote no, you also get to dig up the dead people. That's how they do it. That's how they do it, right? So then the politician can get out of it and be like, well, what was I supposed to say? Your kid couldn't have Rocky Road? So when they dig me up, I don't even want to go with this, that, like, like a fucking archaeological find. Then they'd be, oh, look at this fucking guy. He still looks pissed and he's dead. He's supposed to be at peace. Oh, he died with childhood. He was paved over. Scientists are discovering that some of the bodies they throw into the ocean have a look. They've decided to keep the bodies above ground and examine them. They throw all the happy people in the ocean. Um, actually, speaking of the ocean, I'm going to get to this drugged up dude in a minute. Speaking of the ocean, I heard someone who's uh, terrified. I'm still terrified. Even though there was no sharks in the ocean. All right. Uh, who have every right to be there. Okay. Hey, I, 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 you know, I'm not racist against char- sharks. I'm just proud to be a land dweller. Now, that's, that's all this rally is about. Um, shark. Uh, what the fuck do they call it? Uh, uh, they got this thing now that when you go into the ocean, you wear it on your ankle if you want to look sexy, or you can have it around your wrist um, if you're happy in your relationship or you're not single. And it, it emits like this fucking uh, tone that they don't like. Uh, let me, I'm just wrote shark, shark tone, safe swimming. I think if you wear this thing, swimming with bull shark, no, that's stupid. No. Did you see that fucking kid from Jackass? Covered himself in chum and jumped into the water with a bunch of fucking sharks and almost got his goddamn hand bit off. Somebody was saying that they have this fucking shark repellents effective at protecting swimmers. It'd be hilarious if this finally gets me to the beach and then I die of sunstroke. <laughs> That was like somebody I heard in a helicopter. He had a fully articulated main rotor system, right? Which means you can slam the stick forward and you won't have mass bumping, like on a two-bladed system. If you were to do that, you could do, it's called a low G pushover. You could, you know, and then your you counterintuitive move to recover is aft cyclic, not to the left or to the right. And you'll chop your tail off, mass bump, your main rotor pops off. So this guy was trying to show that he could do that in his helicopter and he slammed it forward and he ended up because he was in such an, his attitude was so severe. He starved the engine of fuel. The engine, <laughs> fucking engine quit and he had to go into an auto and he fucked up his helicopter. I'm laughing because he lived. Uh, that would be, the, I'm going to do the beach version of that. I got my little bracelet. I can go swimming. And, you know, I don't put any shit on my head. I fucking go home looking like Hellboy if he stopped working out. Um, all right, the sight of a shark circling beneath a swimmer's feet as they enjoy a dip in the ocean is enough to send any unsuspecting beachgoer into a state of panic. I don't think that's a state of panic. Yeah, a state of fucking obvious emotion. Panic is when you're just like, I, I, don't, I just don't know what's going to happen next month. Will you fucking relax? It's going to be fine. You fucking say this every month. You're still here. 
to the point everybody that loves you wants you to die. Okay? Well, I'm sorry somebody had to say it. Um, but, you know, if you see a shark swimming underneath an unsuspecting beachgoer, if it's a suspecting beachgoer, like one of those jackass guys, those lunatics, which I'm absolutely going to watch that fucking movie. Um, like, talk about the greatest hype ever for a fucking movie. He did a stunt. You're going to actually get to watch somebody attacked by a fucking shark. You know, we all, everybody went to go see Jaws to like Jaws 9. And they all sucked. And that was just, you know, fucking fake people getting eaten. Well, real people getting eaten by a fake shark. There's no fucking way you're not going to go see a real person get bit on the hand. That's better. That's better. Because it's real. Um, anyway, so I don't think you're, you know, if it's a suspecting beachgoer, you don't get If they're an unsuspecting beachgoer, you're not in panic. You're, you're, you're tapping into fight or flight. So I don't think you're in a state of panic when you're just like, Larry, get the fuck out of water! Dude, can we talk about the panic? Listen, okay, I know that there was a shark underneath his feet and he was unsuspecting, but there was no reason to bring your voice to that level, okay? It was toxic. It didn't feel like a safe environment. I didn't want to fly a kite anymore. Anyway, however, the odds of getting attacked and killed by a shark are 1 in 3.7... 300... Wait, 3... <laughs> oh, Jesus. 370... Wait. 3 million, 740... This is, why, this is why I became a comedian. 3 million, 748... You know what it is? Is they have a comma after the next last number instead of a fucking period and two zeros. 3,748,000... 67. Yeah, but that's because there's 7 billion people on the planet. You're out of your fucking... We're fishing. There's no fish left in the ocean. Okay? At this point, all right, I think you used to just get those curiosity bites. Like, what the fuck is that? I'm fucking starving. Be like if you went to a fucking foreign land and you were uncomfortable with cuisine. You didn't know what anything was. Went to one of those countries where they have like a fucking yak face smoked and hanging in the window. Like, I ain't eating that shit. What the fuck is, is that a hoof? What is that, right? And all of a sudden, you know, you're there for a couple of days. It's just like, I mean, I, I got to eat. <laughs> I think that's where sharks are right now. Sharks are like Barry Bonds in like 1998. Okay. When all of a sudden... Fucking the president is calling Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, and they're not calling him. So he said, all right, fuck it. Here's me on roids. Sharks in the same thing. Like, you're eating all our fish. What the fuck are we supposed to do? You're going to come in here with your dad bod all fucking marbled like a fucking cowboy steak? What am I supposed to do? So anyway, somebody said there are more deaths every year from vending machines and coconuts. Said April Boyle. Uh, April spelled A-P-R-Y-L. So you know she's difficult. Founder and CEO of El Porto Shark, an organization that analyzes and forecasts shark population data. There are an average of 10 shark attacks every year globally. That's pretty insane. My fear is pretty ridiculous. 
So you know what? When you get attacked by a shark, rather than screaming in pain, I think your first thought you should just... <laughs> is instead, if you have that information for lifeguards out there, if people are listening to this podcast, maybe when they get bit, they don't have that high-pitched scream anymore. They're just way out in the water, and they just, you just hear somebody go, Really? <laughs> Sharks have killed approximately 50 people in the last century. Well, humans kill 11,000 sharks every hour. Wow, I'll tell you, these sharks got to get a fucking PR person, huh? They're still the bad guy. We're literally going where they are. Despite the low risk, if you're a true environmentalist, you got to be rooting for the sharks, right? Uh, Or does it depend what the person's wearing that they eat? Because then those flippers, if they're made out of some sort of non-natural-based material that's going to be in the ocean uh the big question is are these devices actually effective and this is what i love about man's desire for fucking women is some douche is going to actually go test it out you know because i know they're going to do it on a dummy first but at some point it's got to be the real deal the real heart rate you know because i guess your heart rate sounds like a panic seal this is all shit i've heard in a bar so i don't know if any of this is real um some douche is going to go in and do it so then he can talk loudly about if he lives loudly about it later on in a bar. You know what I mean? You got to ask yourself if you knew how to talk to women or whatever the fuck you're into. Okay, whatever pronoun turns you on. If you really knew how to approach this person, would you be fucking doing that? If there's a fucking God that gives a shit, which I don't think there is, I'm actually coming back that there is a higher power and this is just all a fucking game. Okay? This eats this, this eats that. And then I'll put these people at the top and they'll fucking have egos and I'll make sociopaths and narcissists and, uh, and, and, and they'll create money and they'll oppress each other and I'm just going to sit back and just fucking watch it until it burns itself down. That's what I think it is. So maybe, you know, God doesn't give a fuck when you show up. You know? Hey, Jesus, get in there. You got to hear this one. Start over. Start over. What, what, what happened? I thought you're God, man. I thought you know everything. Come on. Come on. Just come on. It's my son. It's my son. He had a rough one down there. Just, just tell him the story. All right. Well, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was testing out. No, no, no. Go all the way back. Go all the way back. Further back. Let's start in junior high. Okay. Well, you know, that was around the time when, uh, you know, People started getting girlfriends and boyfriends, but it was just sort of the popular kids, so, you know, it didn't really bug me. But then, you know, high school came around, and, uh, you know, I was still kind of in the same boat, and uh, then I thought it all work out in college, and uh, it didn't. It didn't. You know, I was, like, pushing 30. I was still a virgin, and uh, I don't know. I just thought I needed something to talk about. Tell him what you did. Well, uh, you know, Jesus, I know you spent most of your life on land, I believe. Even when you're on water, you're walking on it. So, you know, I, uh, they got these things called sharks. Is he listening? All right. They got these things called sharks. And, uh, you know, so they eat people. They don't want to. So I, I put on a device that they said would work. And I, uh, you know, they chum the water and I, I jumped in. <laughs> hey, if you guys are laughing at me, does that mean I get in? Because I'll keep telling the story. Nothing you can do to me will be worse than what the fuck happened to me down there, man. 
Um, all right, anyway, several have been tested and shown some success with certain sharks. Oh, Jesus. But I'm not aware of any. This is what the, one of the scientists is saying. Dr. Nick Whitney. But I'm not aware of any that have shown to be consistently effective with multiple species in multiple situations. Multiple situations. Jeez, there's a lot in that, that little statement, huh? Multiple situations. I don't know. Bleeding profusely as opposed to paddling on a wakeboard. There's a lot of situations. Falling overboard on a cruise ship. Oh, my God. The ultimate nightmare. You just way out in the middle of nowhere. And there's just nothing. There's nothing out there. There's nothing to eat. This is when you're on, when you're fucking driving, you know, the 70 or the 80, east or west, when you're going through Nebraska or Kansas, and you're just like, next stop, 28 fucking miles. It's like whatever they got to eat, it's a fucking Slim Jim or, or, or some goddamn fucking mom and pop place, you're going to stop. You might discover a species that never ate. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. If I ever go on another cruise ship, ever, I'm going to have a fucking cyanide pill. Cyanide fucking pill. Oh, you'd be the worst if you fell overboard and it fell out of your pocket. Where is it? (laughs) I just start drinking seawater until I went crazy. Uh... Fuck. All right, let's get off this subject. Anyway, I was excited. I thought it worked. Let's get back to the drugged up guy who approached me after the show. Shall we, people? Let's get back to the drugged up guy. Um, so I did the Supernova show. Great fucking show. Great people. People who run the show, they know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, it's just, it's awesome, right? So I go down there. I do the show. I went on last after the great Jeff Ross so I fucking run out of there because the crowd's coming out. And where I parked my car was right where the crowd was coming out. So I couldn't like run over anybody because, you know, I know what the headline's going to be the next day. It's going to have the comedy and tragedy fucking picture. First, he makes you laugh. Then he runs you over. Um, so I'm sitting in my car. Nobody can see me. It's nighttime, but this guy's on coke. So they have like fucking Terminator vision. Are you sad, Connor? He fucking comes up to my goddamn car. He's like, hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Bill. I'm ignoring him. Bill. So I'm like, well, if I just let him keep yelling, people are going to see me. And then I'm going to attract more of this because nice people are just going to be like, well, I don't want to bug him. That's what makes him nice. Bill. Right. So I just go, I go, What? <laughs> He goes, hey, man. And he had like a fucking, I don't know if it was a Hawaiian shirt. And it was some crazy pattern shirt, cargo shorts. He's on his cell phone and he's sweating. So I'm like, this isn't going to be good. I go, what? And he goes, he goes, hey, I'm on Fox like five times a week. He goes, you want to buy gold? You're interested in buying gold? <laughs> it's in a parking lot. I just go, No. He's like, all right, man. All right. He just walks away and I put the fucking window up and I'm like, why was he sweating so much? I'm like putting it together. You mean somebody come up to you sweaty saying I sell gold? It's like, dude, you look like you stole it. You sell it what? In in a parking lot? 
Did you rob some fucking old people after you killed them? What, 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 are, we do, what are we doing here? So finally, there's a break in the crowd, and I inch my way up. Not because I'm courteous. I don't want to get sued. So I inch my way out, and I'm fucking driving out of the parking lot. And of course, you know, the thing about crazy people is there's always a sequel. You never just, you're never rid of them. They're coming back again, right? So I'm pulling out of the parking lot, and there he is pacing back and forth right on the exit on his fucking phone. And what's hilarious is there's a person trying to drive into the parking lot, and he walks perpendicular right in front of their car never looks at him as he's on the phone and just holds his hand out like he's a fucking traffic cop telling him to stop so he's on his phone so for half a second i have hope that he's not going to see me again i'm like but he's gonna because he's crazy and he's fucking coked up he's got the terminator vision so of course as i'm pulling out he's then fucking he sees me i just yeah just bill hey bill bill He goes, I just made a half a million dollars. He said something like that. Just made a half a million. Bill. And I just look over and I just go, shut up. <laughs> I drove away. And because I let go of a lot of anger, I was only annoyed till about halfway down the block, which is really great progress for me. And I just started laughing, just going like, am I really going to let this guy ruin my night? I'm on my way over to the comedy store, my favorite place to perform in the fucking world. And I, you know, I'm driving and I just drove over there and I just, I don't know, I just kind of let the whole fucking thing go. But, you know, you guys listen every week. I got to share the story with you. Uh, just made a half a million dollars. How fucking hilarious is that? Um, shout out to Fox News because I trashed CNN. All of a sudden they carry it. I didn't even listen to it. They left out the part where I fucking said that, you know, both CNN and Fox News should be broken up and they should go back to rules of media ownership so Americans will stop screaming at each other and we can actually fucking hang out. So you don't have to do blow and try to sell coke in a parking lot of a fucking comedy show. Um, anyway, uh, I've been having a great time. I've been doing spots all over the city. <clears throat> Just having a fucking great time. I'm getting along with my wife better than I have in a long time because I fucking worked on myself. And, um, which, you know, is, is a fucking huge thing. We were like hanging out today. We're fucking laughing. Just like the old days, you know, even though we used to fight back then, it was just, it was a lot easier. Things are more relaxed when there's, you don't have a piece of paper legally that says, you know, somebody takes half your shit or whatever. You just feel, or you just, you made a person with the other person. There's a lot of extra stress. You're just like, fuck, like I am in this now. Remember that great Louis C.K. bit, you know? Fuck, I could have left, you know? Not that I think that. I love my wife to death. But um, anyways, we've been getting along great. I've been crushing it at the gym. And more importantly, at the fucking breakfast table, the lunch table, the dinner table, and the snack table. There's a lot of tables during the day. All right? For those of you who had not been listening, listening for the past couple of weeks, oh, Billy went off the fucking rails in June. All right? There's three family birthdays. There's Father's Day, and I ate at least one and three-quarter triple-layered chocolate cakes myself. And I was up to a buck ninety. 
It said 189 point something, but I weighed myself after the gym. So I was like 190, 190. I don't know what the fuck I was. I don't even want to know what I was. But uh, I've just been just doing what I need to do. Proteins, veggie, water. I had one root beer. First root beer I've had all month. Don't eat after six. Workout and cardio. Lifting weights, cardio. Cardio burns fat. No. Yes, it does. I am down to 181.2 as of today. I'm dropping like three pounds a fucking week, crushing it, crushing it. And uh, so next week I'm shooting for 178. Following week, 175. Then I'll be back down to 172 and I'll be in shape again. That's how it is. That's how it works. Okay. And then I go back to Boston and what sucks is I'll probably put eight pounds on in a fucking week. Because if you think I'm going back there and I'm not hitting my old, all my old food spots, like I, uh, like I used to, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm going back there. I'm getting the bar pizza I love. I'm getting that fucking amazing Chinese food. What else am I getting? There's a couple of sandwich places. I'm hitting the fucking North End. I'm, 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 I'm going to do some damage. All right. It'll probably put me two weeks behind. But the bottom line is by the end of uh, September, I, I'm going to be like where I need to be as I'm torn. So my, my, my button down, my fitted button down shirts, you got to get the fitted button down. Okay. So when you, the button on your shirt starts looking like it's doing the iron cross, trying to hold both fucking sides of the shirt together, you know, you need, you got to, you got to drop a few. So um, I've been crushing that. You know, my shoulder feels good. I got my, uh, you know, it's funny. My wife showed me this picture of me doing 40, 48 push-ups on my 47th birthday. And I looked at my form. It was fucking horrible. And I just saw this thing that was showing where your hands should be. They should be back a little bit, not like to the side. And it said, this right here works your chest. In close works your triceps. This right here gets you injured. And that's how I did push-ups my whole fucking life. I was like, wow. So I, I thought it was the pull-ups. It was. I think it might have been the push-ups and just bad form and other things, just lifting like a kid from his 80s where it was all about what you benched. You, it was always bench day and fucking buys and tries, and you never really did your back. And even when you did your back, you didn't know how to do it. So your front got way more fucking stronger than your back, and then your shoulders went forward, and then your bad form on the push-up, and then there you go. So uh, I've been doing the good form been doing the pull downs and all of that shit like my back the muscle group that i'm working is actually burning now so i know i'm doing it right it's a good burn man uh, and with that i waited too long to say this how about those milwaukee bucks down two games to none against the mighty phoenix suns who i gotta tell you that devin booker kid the the level of just fucking shots that these kids can hit nowadays. Nowadays, there's that fucking white kid on Miami. Uh, there's obviously I'm so bad with the names. I'm fucking old. I'm sorry. The fucking the kid on on Golden State. How do you not know his name? Nike didn't know his name, did they? They lost that fucking uh, Steph Curry. Like well, now, when I go back and watch Larry Bird's shots. His greatest shots of his career. It's like Devin Booker hits one of those, one or two a half. They're fucking unbelievable. 
And I'm so enjoying, this is the NBA that I remembered. These are like teams, not these pile on fucking, let's all fucking get on a yacht and, and decide we're going to fucking play together. Bullshit fucking, uh, um, you know, make a wish championships. This is like, feels like the old fucking days because this series isn't over. I don't think it's fucking over. I, I, I think that, you know, I mean, the Suns, I don't know. I don't know enough about hoop. What the fuck, Milwaukee, the adjustments that they made. But they won three fucking games in a row. And uh, I watched all of game five. I'm all of game four, all of game five. I missed the first two games. I've kind of every game I've watched Milwaukee has won. Um, And uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I hope I said it right. Chris Middleton and Holiday. I forget what the line was, but it was just like, 35 27 and 24 or something they're spreading it around uh middleton with that was it middleton with or holiday holiday with the steal the alley-oop to Giannis, and it's just like i was so psyched for Giannis on game four when oscar robinson and kareem abdul jabbar show up i mean that would be like me doing stand-up if carlin and Pryor were still alive and they showed up so I guess living now, that would be like Eddie Murphy and um, who else? I would say Sam Kinison if he was still alive. Bill Hicks if he was still alive. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss, but I would just be like, I wonder if he's fucking nervous. And he play, he's played unbelievable in all three of these games. And he's leading them just like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did 50 years ago. Unbelievable, unbelievable series. I am a fan of the NBA again because this is the NBA that I remember. Um, absolutely loving it. So I'm, I'm all over game six and seven, God willing, if there is one, because I, I want to see more basketball. And I got to tell you, I started watching fucking soccer. You know, I watched that... that uh, that tragedy that was the end of that fucking game. It just makes sense. I mean, Shakespeare was over in fucking Europe that that's the way you would decide a fucking championship. And I got to watch a 19-year-old kid put his face in his shirt and start crying. Then all these racist morons say all this fucking shit. Do you realize how fucking cowardly that is, by the way, to say that shit online and to take it to that level? You're not a sports fan. You're a fucking asshole. So depressing to see that shit. But anyway, I started watching soccer. And then the other day, I was just like, you know, not, you know, it's just that weird time of the year where there's just baseball. And I, I haven't gotten around to signing up to the, for the package. I still love baseball. But I, I watched a soccer game like San Antonio versus somebody else. And this is how fucked up technology is. All of a sudden, I watched, I watched two soccer games last week. And now, all of a sudden, in my Instagram feed, I'm getting all these soccer highlights it's like they're all talking to each other man and i'm kind of really into it now it only took two games i don't know what happened i guess what i'm saying is maybe the rest of the world is right (laughs) there's some game on tomorrow or was it today i don't know when the fuck it's on it's like mexico versus el salvador for you know for some championship how do you not watch that getting sucked in man all right let's do some reads here for the week let's do some fucking reads all right indochino uh it may have been a while 
I mean, I don't follow you the way my phone follows me. Uh, it, may, it may have been a while since the last time you had an excuse to dress up. But whatever that next chance is, make the absolute most of it with Indochino. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get in fucking the best shape of my life, and I'm going to order one of these suits like Conor McGregor. You know when he always show up with those fucking badass fitted suits? But I, gotta, I gotta, can't be Billy Big fucking pink tits anymore, you know? Uh, it may have been a while since the last time. Wait, I already said that. Indochino uh, offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Choose everything about your suit from the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement linings. You can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. The best part is Indochino. Suits start at just $399 with all customized customizations included. Shop for your next best look or book a virtual style consultation at Indochino.com. I'm doing this. I'm getting in my fucking fighting shape. If I knew how to fight. Uh, I'm getting into my you look like you know how to fight shape. Let's be honest here. Right now, you can get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using the code BURR, B-U-R-R, at checkout. That's $50 off all purchases of three. Wayne Gretzky, $3.99 or more at Indochino.com. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code BURR. Oh, look who it is. Me undies. Me undies. Look at that fucking shark. Me undies. Me undies. He thinks you're a piece of bark. He takes a bite of your ass. People start to scream. And now you're fucked. Your bracelet didn't work and you shit your pants, but it's nice and fucking soft like me undies on your ball bag. He thinks you're a piece of bark. I don't know, a piece of wood. What rhymes with shark? He thinks you're a seal because it's dark. Ah, I wish I had that one back. Me undies. What's something you wear that you can't see, but it can make or break your day? If you guessed underwear, then you probably have. Well, how about a colostomy bag? <laughs> I'm sorry. If you guessed underwear, then you probably have a lot of good days. Uh, seriously, there's a reason your underwear is the first thing you put on. MeUndies believes you should be comfortable at your core. That's why they make the softest undies in fun prints. Just let your balls have a good day or your vagine so you can wake up. Shout out to Borat. So you can wake up every morning excited to put on your favorite pair. Say bun voyage to the undies you used to know because comfort starts with MeUndies. MeUndies are designed to be the softest thing you've ever worn. I mean, their signature micro-modal modal fabric literally grows from trees. Sustainably sourced undies. Um, they offer different cuts for different butts ranging from sizes extra small to 4XL. So whether you're looking for classic colors or adventurous prints, MeUndies has you covered. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. To get 15% off your first order, you giving me orders? Free shipping and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. 
Go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr for 15% off your first order and free shipping. Lastly, but not leastly. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Stamps.com. Old Reliable. Putting money in Freckles' pockets for the better part of a decade. You know why? Because I believe in this goddamn product. This summer is showing... Uh, This summer is showing welcoming signs of a more normal life ahead. Finally, you can get back to enjoying life's little pleasures, uh, like smiling at your neighbor. You know, they could have come up with a better example than that, smiling at your neighbor. What, so they think you're fucking crazy? Sorry. Seeing a movie and going to the post office? Okay, some parts of normal life aren't so great, but with Stamps.com, I just crushed that punchline, by the way. The way I did the little sitcom reversal, I'm really proud of myself. But with Stamps.com, you can skip trips uh, to the post office and save on postage with discounted rates from the United States Postal Service and UPS. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of hours and tons of money every year. Uh, You've heard me talk about Stamps.com. They've been sponsoring the show for over nine years now. And 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 if you haven't tried it, well, what the fuck are you waiting for? They make it easy for small businesses to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving nearly 1 million small business owners like you time and money. They offer deals you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off United States Postal Service and up to 66% off USPS, no, UPS shipping rates. And with this switch and save feature, Jesus Christ, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time. There's no risk. And with my promo code BURR, capital B-U-R-R, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BURR. That's Stamps.com, promo code BURR. Okay. And with that... This is a podcast, for the most part, with no guests. It can't be all about me. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Okay, Cigar Bar Dreams. Hey, Bill, chunky but funky burr. Oh, Jesus. I love the fat shaming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Uh, I'm writing over in England and heard on your previous podcast your dream to own a cigar bar. I have this dream and think England doesn't have many low-key cigar bars other than the super posh places in London. Question is, what makes a good cigar bar and what would you call yours? Well, I'm not going to give up the name. Um, If I ever do, I will name a bourbon cocktail served in a large glass called the Oversized Ginger. (laughs) In your honor. And you spelt honor wrong, you dumb fuck. Thanks for being you and go fuck yourself. Cheers. Um... I call him a dumb fuck because I can't even read a number earlier in the podcast. Uh, what makes a good cigar bar? Well, obviously, the selection, the location. It's got to be easy to park. Uh, the selection of cigars has to be fucking top notch. Um, also, if there's a chance to get. I don't know, booze. Booze becomes a whole other thing. I wouldn't say booze because then you get drunks there. I never really noticed that. You go to a cigar bar, everybody's just sort of chilling. It's got to have a chill vibe. You got to have nice, comfortable seats. Your staff has to be like knowledgeable of the cigars and they got to be cleaning out the ashtrays. Uh, 
uh, quickly. All right? Uh, you got to have some sort of fucking, those cigar bar games that they have. What are the, I, don't, I never played them. What's the one where you roll the dice and you move in those checkers? Maybe some games like that. Um, and then a nice fridge where you sell some soda pop. Like I like, you know, the real shit. The Fanta with the, the Mexican Fanta and the Mexican Coke that has the real fucking sugar in it. And uh, root beer, bottled waters, something there for the ladies. Just a nice chill, you know. You got the game on. You got to have the flat screens. I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know. Indoor, outdoor pa- uh, options. Um, and then the location, man. If there's a good place to get some, you know, you strike up a good... Uh, relationship with the people next door people can order food and actually bring it in it's a whole bunch of ways to go i mean i don't know and don't play it loud don't be make it loud and sexy because then douches are going to show up um and it's just going to have you know that w hotel vibe you know that with a fucking beautiful people you know with the aquarium lighting don't have that have it be like a nice chill fucking place um, that's it I really think so much of it beyond the cigar selection is the vibe and if you go in there you got a nice smoke eater so everybody can smoke inside and you're not fucking sitting there you know like you're fighting a fire um, you know and then who knows maybe you got some uh, other options in the back if you know what I mean that maybe come from a particular place oh well, Cuban cigars are legal where you're at right so you could have those right out in front um, I would say that. I would say that. That would be it. I don't know. It was kind of basic. I didn't really have anything interesting to say, did I? Yeah, because I don't want to give you my ideas. I got a whole fucking bunch of ideas for it. Um, but that's the basics, I would say. And it seems if you live out in the middle of no, yeah, I wouldn't want to make it posh, as you say. The W Hotel type of vibe. So you got to be like, you know, wearing cufflinks and be super rich. You know, and that just really attracts asshole guys and loud, douchey women who have never been told to shut their yaps. You don't want that. You know, you want those lifer cigar bar guys to be coming in. Um, All right. Cable news. Dear Billy Network. Who would have thought I'd get so much fucking attention over one stupid comment? I'm a huge fan of yours and have seen you live at least a half a dozen times in the last 15 years. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Are you talking about cable news and how evil it is all the time? I have worked at two of the major three cable news networks. Uh Uh-oh, we got an insider here. And I just want to tell you that you are correct. Yes! How often do you hear that? You are correct, sir. I entered the news industry as a naive journalist who thought news was news, but soon came to realize that it's all selective coverage. Yeah, that's why when you talk to people who listen to Fox News and people listen to CNN, it's like they're living in two different countries. Uh, Really interesting stories with dynamics and huge world implication. Hey, look who's here. Did you bring my baby boy out here to say goodnight to? Yes. Oh, he's making his first appearance on the podcast. Oh, my God, he's so heavy. Huh? It's because he's jacked. How are you, buddy? How you doing? You just looking Has around? He even been in here I don't think so. That's why he's looking around. Say hello to the people. 
There you go. <laughs> he thinks, can you say ball? Ball? Can you say ball? Are you getting all shy like the frog in, on the uh, Bugs Bunny show? All right, I love you, buddy. I'll see you in the morning, okay? Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. You say bye-bye? Uh-uh. You say bye-bye? No, this is too, all, too many new interesting things to look at in here. <laughs> bye-bye. You say bye-bye? Bye-bye, Dada. Oh. Huh? He'll do it as we're walking out. I know, he will. All right. What a cutie. All right, sweetie, I'll see you in a minute, all right? Okay. I'm wrapping the, I mean, I'm on the second half here. Um, anyway, I say agenda without, a, let me go back to here so I, I get, really interesting stories with dynamics and huge world implications couldn't be further from their agenda. I say agenda without exaggeration. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the vision of the, two, of the, the guy that owns the news network. You know, which media has always been that way. That's why you need rules limiting the ownership and the influence. Um, I mean, you had half the country thinking that COVID wasn't real, the other half saying it was real. I mean, and nobody could get on the same fucking page. We're still not on the same page because of these two cunts um, that own these networks, I think. I'm I'm probably oversimplifying it. I know there's other problems, but... um, All right, here we go. It's very clear what the goal is every day. It's not about letting the public know what's going on. It's about publishing the public uh, to back one or of two sides. You can imagine how frustrating it is reading the news, but imagine being on the inside and seeing how hopeless it is. Yeah, that sounds depressing. Needless to say, I left the world and started my own business a year ago. Thanks for the free podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Now, I want to ask the people that actually watch CNN and Fox News. All right. Did this mean anything to you? I mean, this person could have made that up. Who knows if they work there or not, but does it give you pause? I'll tell you, I was at the gym and they had CNN on and like I had almost a panic attack within fucking five minutes of of looking at it. I'm like, dude, I can't, I come here to to like feel good. You know, they just screaming fire in a crowded movie theater every fucking two seconds. Anyway, naming names. Yo, Billy Bond. Uh, you've had a don't name names policy for a while now. You leave names out of stories all the time. I was wondering, if you were to name the people you complain about, how much would that affect your career? I have to believe not so much, aside from a few less invites to a shitty panel show that you're already not doing. Thanks, and fuck off yourself. Uh, no, just in general. A lot of times when I tell stories, like, you know, something crazy happened. And I feel like, you know, you need consent. So I, I change where it happened and, you know, what, you know, not what happened, but where it happened or whatever. But um, why is my fucking, my fucking computer screen is blinking like an old TV all of a sudden. Not oh, Jesus. It's just because I'm trashing fucking social, uh, not social media, major uh, news channels. Uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't do that shit. Listen, I know that you guys are now you guys are, are like the fucking rat generation everybody's just trying to rat everybody out and 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 their ability to make money and and all of this shit. i don't want to fucking do that to anybody you know what i mean if somebody's really doing something bad i feel like the cops are going to show up there's lawyers there's, there's there's other ways of doing it there's a whole fucking real system that exists 
outside of social media. I would, you know, my shit is like, if I got a problem with somebody, I go to them and I fucking work it out. If it's at another level, I'd go to the cops. But uh, I'm not going to fucking be, you know, telling stories of shit that I've done with people that, you know, might make them look in a certain way. And also when I comment on people saying shit on social media, I don't want to become part of the problem and say their fucking names. I just, that's, I don't understand chiming in on a fucking story when I wasn't there. And somebody's livelihood is, is at stake. I get if you were there and you tried to go to some authorities and nobody fucking listened, then I get it. But, you know, if I wasn't there, well, why, I'm not going to fucking weigh in on either side. I think that makes sense, doesn't it? Why is my screen fucking blinking? Oh, Jesus. Okay, England's so-called fans. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Somebody's going to shoot one across the bow here. Hey, Billy Belly Bulge. Oh, you motherfucker. It's so true. England is a shit country with shit fans. All right. This sounds like it's fucking open-minded. How many ways did England fans act like complete asshole hooligans? It's hard to keep track. Here's a few. Well, I did see them when they were fucking beating on those poor Italian fans just coming in to watch a game. Booing opposing team's national anthem. They did do that. Laser pointers at the opposing goalie. I didn't know they did that. Oh, wow. Crashing the gate at Wembley. Yeah, what is with that? I got to tell you, England, this is what happens when your cops don't have guns. (laughs) Beating up at the Italian fans before and after the game. Yeah, that's, that's so fucking weak. Fucking 10 on one. The fuck are you doing? Tearing apart fan zones throughout London. I don't even know what that means. Smashing bottles, destroying property, ripping up trees. It's What did the fucking tree do? Breaking into the na- National Gallery. I don't even know what that is. The disgusting racist remarks towards their own players. Congratulations and go Italy and England. Go fuck yourself. Um... This little gem of a pick is what this place is like in a nutshell. Yeah, it's somebody with a fucking firework shooting it out of his asshole. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think all English fans are like that. And I also don't think everybody in Italy is the same, same way in America. We all, have, we all have our issues. And then individually, we all have our issues. You know, some days you wear the white hat. Some days you wear the black hat. Some days you're a good person. Some days you're a fucking asshole. As long as you're working on yourself and you, you own up to your mistakes, you apologize. I mean, I think that's how an adult behaves. I, I just don't understand doing any of that. Why would you go destroy your own city? Why would you boo an opposing team's national anthem? Why would you want to win because you're doing the laser pointer thing? Why would you do that shit? Ah, that's because you're a fucking animal. All right. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that stuff, but I, I would be, uh, I, wouldn't you say that most, you know, sports, uh, what would you say, uh, fan bases have those types of people? You know what I mean? As a Boston fan, I know we do. We absolutely do. It's fucking disgusting. But, uh, and then, of course, that's what they show on the fucking news. So I know you're... Going after the morons. I don't think, I would be willing to say 90% of soccer fans in England aren't like that. Uh, 
it's just a select few. I mean, that's a great way to fucking clear people out of your population. You have your team lose a major championship on a penalty kick. And then you just wait for that reaction and you just wipe out all of those people. And everybody who stayed home and didn't write anything bad. Jesus Christ, Bill, what are you going, Hitler on us here? You're going to decide who you're going to fucking... You're coming up with your own final solution for sports? I don't know what I'm doing here. Whatever. This is what happens when you talk to yourself too long. All right. Mexican stereotype. Hey, Billy Bob Borton. Borton. Oh, like I'm boring you. (laughs) You motherfucker. Uh, I'm a 29-year-old Mexican-American tax accountant from San Diego. Oh, you're living in God's country. San Diego. That's like L.A. without the traffic. It's super chill. I love San Diego. And your podcast helps me plow through the endless amount of Excel spreadsheets, book to tax, reconciliation, and procrastinating clients that wait until the last week of tax season to provide their documentation. Isn't that something? Then they just dump their dirty dishwater in your lap. You're a saint, wreaking havoc to my mental sanity time and time again. But I digress. So I recently went to a friend's birthday reunion uh, where she also invited a few people that I had not had the pleasure of meeting before. Everything was going nice and dandy. Went out of the fucking blue. A mildly drunk blonde lady, he said dame, or lady approached the table and sat next to me to engage in a a seemingly polite conversation. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, what could go wrong here? You're in San Diego, some beautiful blondes talking to you. You're being chill. You're not bringing any negative energy towards yourself. What could happen? We discussed what we did for a living, backgrounds and all the basic, that basic stuff. As we were talking, she began inching closer. Little by little, reaching the point where she casually rested her palm on my leg as we were sitting talking. As she got closer and closer, I sensed the pungent whiff of tequila and vodka that they were passing around to then realize that she was pretty much hammered. When arriving to this realization, I quickly disengaged and moved over to some other friend's table. Well, aren't you a gentleman? As the night went forward, look at this. You did, you did the right thing. You were raised right. As the night went forward, one of my friends dropped a bowl full of chips, and I quickly reached over for a broom to help clean up the mess. And oh no. And out of nowhere, the drunk blonde chick appeared from behind and aggressively took the broom off of my hands and then yelled, Oh no, I will not keep alive the Mexican cleaning guy stereotype. Let me take care of it. Oh God. Oh my God. As soon as the words came out of her mouth, everyone in the room went, went silent, and I was the only one laughing. I actually thought it was funny. I, yeah, I can see why. I, as a white person, it's embarrassing. The moment she left the party, I had numerous people approach me and apologize for her comment when I truly did not see what was the big deal. Up to the point, you know, it's white guilt. It's white guilt because all of them probably had Mexican people doing something over their house as they act like they're good parents. Um, I truly did not see what the big deal was up to the point where all of these people made me question myself if I should have been offended or not. No, that's up to you. That's up to you. But you got to understand the way the world is now. We're all just like, ah, 
not the woke douche. And you're also an accountant and she's coming over just being like, why should the Mexican guy sweep up? Yeah, that's a lot. I, I can see why people were uncomfortable. He said, I, should, I believe we should all be able to dish it and take it at the same time. People nowadays find offense uh, whenever being the butt end of a joke. Is this one of those situations or was that not cool to say? Well, if you thought it was fine, then I guess it's fine. But it's like, you know, it's also not a level playing field. So, you know. I don't know. No matter, I, I really feel like as a white person, no matter how you react in that situation, you got to be wrong. Like, how could you just let her say that? Or then, why did you feel the need to apologize? Um, looking forward to your take on this. Thanks, and go fornicate yourself. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, back in the day when I grew up, that is something that you would say, and everyone would fuck it. Well, actually, people would, say, would have said worse than that. Um. Uh, I'm not saying racial slurs, but the jokes would have been way more fucking the way the, you know, the way it used to be. Uh, I'd say a nice Archie Bunker type of thing. I still love jokes like that. But when you get into a public place and everybody has cameras and everybody's just waiting to film somebody saying something fucked up. uh, But no, I don't think you're, I mean, your reaction is your reaction. So I don't know what to tell you on that. I thought you were going to be like, I thought you were going to get upset so I think I'm part of those. I mean, there's no fucking way I would have gone up to you and apologized for. Her. I mean, I probably yelled something at her. Ah, go home, you fucking drunk. I would have said something like that. But, uh, you know, there's a big pressure right now to be, to, to be a white person and pretend like you care. That's all it is, you know? And that's like minimal work. You know, those white people could actually be down at the border protesting why those children are in cages. Or they could just go up to you and be like, oh, my God, my heart breaks for what she just said to you. I did my good white person thing for the day. <laughs> and they could walk away. I don't fucking know. I don't live in that world, sir. So I, I, don't, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Uh, all I can tell you is I wish people brought you your, their tax shit. You know? You know, not on April 13th or whatever the fuck it is that they do. You know, rip the fucking Band-Aid off. Just bring it to them in February and in March. They'll get it done. You're going to know what way you stand with Uncle Sam and the bankers that fucking make him walk the block like a fucking old prostitute. Uh, There you go. Underrated. Overrated. Underrated. Getting your taxes in and done. And just letting them take take a bite out of your ass or get your fucking refund, whatever the fuck you have coming to you. Getting that out of the way as opposed to just waiting to the last second um, is definitely underrated. All right. Well, that is the podcast, everybody. Uh, I want to thank all you guys for listening. As always, uh, as always, go fuck yourselves. I want to thank you guys for the fat shaming. I love it. I guess this is where I can bond with this uh, Mexican-American guy here, where, I, you know, where some people would find it offensive. I fucking love it, and I find it motivating. Um, so keep the fat shaming coming. But I tell you, you only got a couple weeks left, okay? Because I looked at, at my body mass index, and it said when I get down to 173, I will just be in shape. You know, for some reason at my height, you can be 129 to 173, 
I don't know what kind of bird bones you have or if you're running behind the dumpster every five fucking seconds chewing and spitting, whatever the fuck it is you're doing. I don't know how you get down to 129. That might be for like women, you know, certain wafy women. Why? How come you can be 173 and a woman can't? I'm not saying that, Abigail. I'm not saying that. I don't give a fuck. It's your fucking body. Do whatever the whatever weight you think you look good at. Do that. I don't give a shit. It's not up to me to make you feel good. Go fuck yourself. I'm literally yelling at somebody who isn't even there right now. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll check in on you on Thursday.